name is not Dr. Google. I'm Dr. V. I want you to be healthy and happy, so we're going to talk about all the things I can't fit into a 15-minute appointment. Let's get started. Step into my office. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Office Visits with Dr. V. I'm so glad that you've tuned in again to listen. Before we get started, if you will just remember to go ahead and subscribe so that you can get all of our episodes as soon as they hit the airwaves. Also, think about leaving us a five-star review. This is some good information that you're receiving. And lastly, do not forget to share it with someone who also may benefit from the information that we're providing here. We would greatly appreciate it. So let's get started today. Guys, 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 this one, oh, once again, Dr. Renato, Dr. V has to kind of peel back the onion. And I will tell you guys, I spent the spring and summer of 2021 with my guest today. And guys, I can't say I was excited about it. But just encountering her, I learned so much. It is my prosthodontist. <laughs> you said it right. I said it good. Right. <laughs> I've been practicing. Prosthodontist Dr. Julie Phillips, who practices right here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Welcome, Dr. Julie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> Let me just briefly tell you guys how I came to meet her. I will just say for full disclosure, I don't have a good habit of flossing. And I know a lot of people that don't, but for me, not flossing is really, really a problem. So I ended up having a lot of, I guess, cavities and I needed root canals and I needed, I don't know, I think I got two or three crowns. I don't know. Just a whole bunch of stuff going on in my mouth. I will say because of the COVID pandemic, I missed my six month appointment. And I think for me, that was a small window where maybe I could have um, prevented some of this. But however, I ended up on Dr. Julie's doorstep and she didn't just look at the garbage in my mouth. <laughs> she said, okay, let's think about what else is going on. What's the root cause of all of this? And honey, she read me. She said, what are you eating? What are you drinking? And I'm thinking, oh, it's, I just, I don't floss. But she, she said, you know, there are other lifestyle things that are contributing to what we're seeing in your mouth. And so, Dr. Julie, I'm just so excited that you're going to share all of the good stuff with my listeners that you shared with me. And do you have anything to say before we get started? <laughs> no, but, you know, there's so much stuff. And, you know, it's, I'm so glad you're having me on because I've... I have been super impressed by you and following you on Instagram and listening to your podcast. And you're all about women's health and kind of renewing yourself and and mm -hmm. and really focusing on health. And then when you came into the office, it kind of you know surprised me because you are so healthy. And then as we just had discussions throughout our appointments, little things started to show up that right. a lot of people are aware of. But it's it's all the little things that add up. Mm -hmm. And so I'm glad to be here. And just it's it's simple things that we all know. But we forget or we don't realize how it can add up. So, okay. So, yeah. yeah, that's a great segue. What are the simple things that we might be overlooking that really have a huge impact on our dental health? Well, I think, I mean, you mentioned flossing. And by the way, yeah. 
<laughs> I have brought you because not many people like to floss. <laughs> And so this, I brought you kind of the bougie uh, cocoa floss. Oh, my okay. God. So this is luxury floss. Oh, okay. wow. It's going to grab more of the gunk between your teeth, and it has fun flavors. This is the, well, I mix and match for you. This is the cocktail package, so they oh, even wow. smell good. So oh, wow. they, you have zero excuses not to floss. And my daughter's name is Coco. So oh, no way. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, my. Vanilla bean. Summer watermelon. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. okay. So now you have no excuse for the flossing. <laughs> but one of the other big things that, wow. that jumped out to me immediately was you talked about trying to be healthier and, and drinking water. You don't mm -hmm. love water. We talked about that. And then we found out um, how acidic the drinks were that you were having. I know. <laughs> and I broke your heart. But those are little things. But I see today you have <laughs> plain water, which is great. And yeah. so, so the water, you know, the coffee that we drink, like what do we put in the coffee? Okay. You know, when do we eat our foods? The pandemic right. you mentioned. Right. People were snacking throughout the day. When do we brush them? There's so many little things. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure we'll, mm -hmm. we'll kind of dive into those more. Yeah. And originally, you know, she, she took a very thorough history and I was taking, well, butrin. I've shared that I, I have attention deficit and I was transitioning from, you know, work to home. And little did I know, but that particular medication contributes to dry mouth, which is one of the things that Dr. Julie thought maybe contributed to the explosion. I call it an explosion that went off in my mouth. Tell us a little bit about medications and, and tell everybody what exactly is dry mouth. Okay, and that, that really does play into the water bit because it's not just the water. We need that for our bodies, but mm -hmm. to keep our mouth hydrated. Now, water is not the same as saliva. It doesn't have the same buffering capacity. Your saliva is, is perfectly designed to protect your teeth. And so when you take certain medications, you can get a dry mouth. A lot of them are um, antidepressants, antihistamines, blood pressure medications, wow. ADD medications. Even over-the-counter um, medications for sinus can all dry your mouth, mm -hmm. and then um, the bacteria can stick more. And I heard an interesting statistic about, you know, the whole reason, why do we have six-month recalls, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that was originally based on the fact that it typically takes about nine months for a cavity to form. So if you come every six months, you'll catch something early so that right. it can be small and can be fixed. When you have dry mouth, a cavity can form in 90 days. That's three mm. months. So from one visit to the next, you may have an explosion mm -hmm. of cavities. And that's what I hear from patients a lot is, you know, what happened? I've been going for my six-month recalls, and now I have six cavities. It can happen right. that fast. Right. Yeah. And so there are a lot of things you can do, like not just the water, but there are a lot of dry mouth medications or gums or mints or things like that that you can use to help combat the dry mouth. Right, which I do have some in my book bag now, and they contain the xylitol. Yes. Can you, so she hit me to what xylitol is. Okay. okay, so xylitol is a natural sugar, but the interesting thing about it, when you have xylitol as opposed to other natural sugars, the, okay, the way the cavities are formed is the bacteria eat the sugar and they produce acid, and the acid degrades your enamel on your teeth and allows a cavity to form. So what xylitol does is the bacteria ingest the xylitol, and the way they metabolize it, they cannot metabolize it properly, so they cannot produce the acid. And so they actually are attracted to the xylitol and try to eat the xylitol, 
and they're not able to produce the acid. So it actually helps not produce the acid and also kind of diverts the bacteria from the other natural sugars. So you're decreasing your risk of decay. And there are, you know, there's lozenges, there's gums, a lot of gums, like ice cubes, and a lot of the Trident products have xylitol. Xylitol, by the way, is spelled with an X, not a Z. Mm-hmm. Xylitol. A lot of those products have xylitol in it. You can get xylitol as a sweetener. But one thing I want to say before we get too far is it is very, very dangerous for dogs and animals. So if you're going to have xylitol mints and gums in your purse or around the house, you have got to be very careful because it's deadly for dogs. Deadly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very dangerous. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, so I am now flossing. I am using the xylitol like tablets. I have xylitol mouthwash uh, and I feel really good, good about it. There are some lifestyle things that are, you know, harder to beat. And I know I'm not the only person. Uh, sugar, mm-hmm. sugar, sugar, sugar. Uh, tell us how that works. I mean, can I eat all the sugar I want and just brush my teeth like afterwards? Is that? Yes, and no. I mean, you're trying to change your lifestyle in general. So sugar, I mean, I'm all about everything in moderation. If you completely say no sugar, you're going to crave it. Um, But sometimes it's a type of sugar and the timing of when you ingest it. I love chocolate. I am not going to give up chocolate. But, you know, if I have, if I eat something that has sugar in it, I do try to have some water, either rinse out. I'm not going to run and brush my teeth as soon as I have chocolate. I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. But I will have some water and rinse out afterwards. Think about when you have it, like if you grab, let's, okay, big one, coffee and creamer. Okay, you get ready, you do everything, you brush your teeth, you floss, you're doing all those great things now. You run out and you get your coffee on the way to work and you put in that syrupy creamer, Yeah. right? Yes, ma'am. And you sip it all the way to work and maybe for an hour or two when you're there. And the ne- think about the next time you really brush your teeth. Are you brushing at lunchtime? Maybe. Some people aren't brushing it again until bedtime. And so right. that sits and bathes your teeth all day. Okay, and the same thing with sticky things, sticky sugary things. So I think it's just like anything else lifestyle-wise. We know we should eat well. We know we should exercise. We have to be honest and accountable. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. are we putting in our mouth? How much sugar is it really? Do you need to put a little, make a food diary? Like, what am I really putting in my mouth? But just make sure you're paying attention to how much and when and what you do after you have that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I will say that this has really kind of helped shape. I'm trying hard to transform, but this is one another reason I don't want to get back to all of the issues in my mouth. And so you you briefly mentioned about my water that it was the holy grail. I said I could now drink water. And I think I can say the water. Can I say the water? It was hint water. Love hint water. It's natural. It doesn't overpower you with flavor. You can still tell it's water, so I thought I'd found it. And then Dr. Julie said something about this pH and this acidic stuff, and I was like, what? I'm a biology major. I'm a physician. What is she talking about? And come to find out that my little water was acidic, just like some sodas and other stuff. So hip us to all of that. It's kind of surprising. It is surprising. The uh, the hint is one version, and I have nothing against that. And all these things have been in moderation. But a lot of people have these kind of sugar substitute waters. Like, I want something that's flavored, and it's sugar-free. Well, they use um, citric acids to flavor them. And so now you're sipping on this pH, and you you know, you want a neutral pH, which is 7, okay? You're sipping on a water that's a pH of maybe a 3, okay? And some of the waters have a lower pH 
than Coca-Cola, right? And so you wouldn't sip on Coke all day if you're trying to be healthy. And so you really do need to, (laughs) you know, we always say, you know, we don't want to, don't spend too much time on Dr. Google, but Google can be your friend. You know, when you pick something up, look at it, look at what the pH is, and you may be surprised. So a lot, of course, sodas, we know that. All the um, sports drinks are very acidic. A lot of the flavored waters are very acidic. Some things you can do is if you want to have some of those, maybe you can also feather in some alkaline waters. There's actually such a thing as alkaline water. Right. Where the pH is over 7. Right. And so things like there's Essentia, there's some that are just called alkaline water. Right, Um, right. You can drink those. And interestingly, I did find that of all the sodas, root beer has the highest pH. So if you're going to pick one... Pick a root beer. Pick a root beer. You heard it here today. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Alkaline water or root beer. And where would where would we go to find this information? Like, is it somewhere on the bottle, or do we have to really Google it? Google it. You know, you can't. Let, let me. Can I? Can I touch your bottle? Absolutely. Are we allowed to do that, now? guys? We're in the studio. This is live, and she's lo- she's looking at some of my my water that I brought. Uh-huh. You know what? And I'm pretty certain it is not on here. And on the bottle. So you actually do have to make an effort yeah. to look it up. Yeah. One of the waters, you know, it got kind of famous in the little of uh, the Fuji water red carpet. Right. Fuji water is very close to neutral pH. So sometimes when you see these, you know, high-end waters and you think people are being, you know, that way, they actually do have some benefits over some right. of the other. Even different waters are different. Even just plain waters have different pHs. So, okay, so this is a great segue into a question that I think it not only applies to our dental health, but there are things over the counter that we are taking in and we're thinking, oh, man, we're doing a world of good, but we potentially might be harming ourselves on the back end. So gummies gummy vitamins that's a big one where okay i'm getting in my vitamins and they taste good so i'm more compliant vaping people are like oh you know i'm not smoking the tobacco i'm vaping thinking that that's good and then tooth whitening like you know these are some things that we think are harmless or over the counter they're going to help us and then you know they're probably not so good so first can you tackle the gummies yeah, and, and that I love the gummy vitamins. They're so fun, <laughs> and they make you feel like a kid, and you love to take them. And so that's the benefit. They're, you're very compliant. You rush home. That's like, they used to be my dessert, mm-hmm. you know, was mm-hmm. my gummy vitamins, right? But we have to make sure they're sugar-free. Many of them okay. do have sugars in them, and they're very sticky. So we talk about different types of sugars. I can justify my chocolate because it's not as sticky as, let's say, a caramel, right? Ah, or um, okay. a sticky, you know, like a gummy worm. So compare a gummy worm, the same consistency to a gummy vitamin. It's not as much sugar, but when you take your gummy vitamin, are you brushing and flossing afterwards? No, ma'am. Yeah, you think about the timing of when you do things. So that's another thing to think about. Maybe you take your gummy vitamin when you're eating and you're going to brush afterwards. That's okay. Right. But I also see people who pull off their dental work with their gummy vitamins because they're a little sticky. So let's say you're going through dental work and you have a temporary crown on it. it. You really shouldn't have those gummy vitamins then. So there are other alternatives, you know, to that. A big thing that we find, and this is amazing, is cough drops. Okay, this time of year. Cough drops? Yeah, cough drops. And so, or sore throat lozenges. So this time of year, first of all, nobody wants to be, to people to think they have 
COVID. And of course, everybody's being tested if they have coughs. But let's say you have just a little dry throat and you know what it is. And so you're taking cough drops. Make sure they're sugar-free because people see it as medicine, so they suck on them all day long. Right. And it's sugar all over their teeth all day long. And so that's really something to pay attention to is cough drops. We see patients come in with a mouthful of cavities. And we link it back to cough drops. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So just being mindful of what you're putting mm-hmm. in your mouth. What do you think about tooth whitening? Yeah. I mean, I like tooth whitening. I, I mean, I don't do a ton of it myself. My teeth get a little sensitive. There's lots of different versions. I, over-the-counter, you can definitely do over-the-counter. The big thing is to, the, over-ca- the over-the-counter tooth whiteners usually have a lower percentage of the hydrogen peroxide or carbamide mm-hmm. peroxide. So it's safer for you to use because some of the um, doctor-prescribed tooth whiteners, you have to be careful of you know, cleaning it off your gums. They can be um, sore to your gums. They can, tooth whiteners, if you overdo it, they can be detrimental to your enamel. So you want to balance, you know, having a bright smile versus doing it long term. Like, I don't think right. you should be addicted to tooth whitening and get your teeth so white that you have to do it the rest of your lifetime. Right. So over the counter is okay. You just have to be careful how you use them. In doctor prescribed tooth whiteners that you take home, are great that use in the tray. The in-office whitening where they do like there's the Zoom or there we use core whitening, which is in our in-office products. You do have to be careful if your teeth may be sensitive. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan for of the take-home whitening because you have more control over if your teeth are starting to get sensitive. I do use an in-office core whitening product and they have as a as a different formulation to help reduce sensitivity. And they also have a special desensitizer that you can put on your teeth beforehand oh, to help to help reduce that. And sometimes we have patients use extra fluoride, like alternate whitening with fluoride to help reduce sensitivity. Use sensitive toothpaste like Sensodyne. The other thing I'd say is before you whiten your teeth, and a lot of people now are going online, they are going right. on the counter, make sure you have that dental exam and have the re- discussion with your dentist about what's going on. If you have cavities, Mm. or recession, or gum disease, you shouldn't be doing the whitening because it can be detrimental to other issues. Oh, wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also have to make sure if you have dental existing dental work, it's not going to change color with a tooth whitening. So if you do these things at home, <laughs> you can end up with a patchwork of colors that you weren't expecting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so preventing, while we're on tooth whitening, what is something that we can do to prevent the staining of our teeth, like what we drink, I'm sure, like coffee and smoking and... Yeah, you know, coffee, smoke, smoking, dark sodas, things like that. Water to rinse off, brushing and flossing, regular dental cleaning. The basic. Uh, yeah, the basic things. I'm going to eat blueberries. I'm going to have coffee. I'm going to have an occasional glass of red wine. Absolutely. But I'm going to make sure that I clean my teeth and well, you know, I'm a dentist, so keeping up with my dental appointments is always a challenge. <laughs> but yeah, keeping up with your dental appointments as well. Right, mm-hmm. right. What do you think about fluoride? I know that's kind of been in the media. Mm-hmm. Plus, minus, do we need it in our water or can we just have it in our toothpaste? I know I've purchased some natural toothpaste that don't have any fluoride at all. As a prosthodontist, what are your uh, thoughts on that? So this is a is hot button topic and yes, people are yes. very polarized, you know, and I understand the concerns about fluoride, but I also know that there's been, when fluoride was introduced, there's a huge decrease in the decayed, missing, and filled teeth in Mm. in people when fluoride was introduced to the water systems. 
there's fluoride in food naturally. Right. Um, if you do live in like a city um, water system, there's going to be fluoride in that. And there's fluoride in your toothpaste. Um, big debates about what are the long-term effects. But I will tell you, when I see patients who have switched to toothpaste that don't have fluoride, you really have to make an effort. And I see huge upticks in decay in, in those patients. So I had one of my sons had a friend. This was probably a while back. They were probably 13 or 14 years old. So this 13 or 14 year old young man was telling me that he has heard on the news that you don't have to floss your teeth anymore. Right. <laughs> and so you latch onto that. And I said, OK, I'm going to challenge you to do an experiment on yourself. I'm going to challenge you to floss one side of your mouth for the next year and don't floss the other side for the next year and see what happens. And he, his eyes got big, and I said, you're not willing to take the risk, right? Wow, yeah. Right? So that was interesting. But I do see that fluoride makes a big difference. I think anything in excess is bad. That's the other thing with bottled waters and different drinks is to see, is there, are you getting any fluoride in your water? Are you right. having fluoride in your toothpaste? We actually, in my patients, for the dry mouth patients, we prescribe prescription-strength fluoride toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, prescription strength fluoride rinses, yeah, and sometimes fluoride trays. So I am a big advocate of fluoride because of what I see in my office for my patients. Right. And, you know, quickly tell us, you know, you're a prosthodontist. What exactly is that? Oh, okay. that's a good question. That's a good I question. think I was supposed to ask that at the, at beginning. the beginning, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So a prosthodontist, if you take the word prosto and dentist, you know, prosto is like replacement and dentist is tooth. So I do any kind of repair or replacement of teeth. So it can range from anything from a crown, bridge, implants to dentures. Mm -hmm. um, I restore implants. Some prosthodontists place them. I don't. But so this whole range of any kind of repair or replacement of your teeth. It can be from developmental issues, an accident. It could be just general life and right. decay. So anything that we replace those teeth. I think one of the big things is I, anything that I do, a general dentist can do. Okay. The difference is I think the, the extent of the treatment and the amount of time it takes. Okay. So... I act as the quarterback with other dental professionals, such as right. oral surgeons, orthodontists, periodontists, endodontists, all the different dental specialties. The prosthodontist acts kind of as the quarterback to say, let's get you out to these different people and form. Right. I like to call it your dental entourage <laughs> so you can feel fancy, right? And so general dentists will generally refer patients to me when they have a patient who just has enough dental needs where it's going to take a lot of quarterbacking. Right. Or it may be a single dental need, maybe a single crown, but there's so many different options for that one area that it takes a lot of time for us to sit and talk about yeah. all the different options because I want my patients to know they do have choices and we try to help them boil it down to what's going to work for them for their lifestyle, for their budget, you know, for their work life, all different things. Right. And you had three additional years after dental school. So this Correct. is not just like, okay, I can do what everybody else can, or they can do what I can do. You had three extra years. Exactly. Yeah. So prosthodontic training is a three-year residency, and it's usually paired with a master's. Mm -hmm. Mine was related to dental implants and radiated patients, patients who've had radiation. And so you really focus on the more complex cases mm -hmm. during mm -hmm. that time. And what... what what attracted you to this? Like, I mean, you're really making an impact in people's lives, but what actually kind of got you 
on the road towards um, this particular specialty in dentistry? Well, I always always wanted to be a dentist. I mean, I don't remember not wanting to be a dentist. I don't know why. I mean, I played dental school as a kid. Draw teeth, you know, from the encyclopedia. That's how long. But so I knew I was going to dental school. Right. And at one point, I wanted to be an oral surgeon. I was set on that because I wanted to be the one who figured it out. I wanted to be the one, right? And so I spent a lot of time working in oral surgeon's office well um, before dental school and during dental school. And the one thing that struck me was Every patient, when they left, had the same look on their face. And the look was, what now? And, and I wanted to see what happens now. So I couldn't right. reassure them that it's going to be okay. It's going to end up okay. Right. And so then in my third year of dental school, so I had a, probably, let's say, a year and a half left, I started really getting into the prosthodontic section, and I realized I loved it. It just clicked. I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved mm-hmm. the the arts and crafts of it. I love being the final say. I love being the one to kind of guide the treatment. And so that's what drove me to it. And and so I had to then go tell my mentor, my surgical mentor, <laughs> that I had decided to change paths. And so I, you didn't go I know, and I say that. So, you know, for all of you people who are, are thinking about changing your path in life, you know, follow your passion. I mean, because I love what I do. I really do. It, you know, Dr. Julie, it, it really shows. And I, as a physician, I always knew I wanted to be a doctor. But, you know, coming in, when you just kind of took that real thorough history, you it wasn't rushed in, rushed out. You know, it was, let's get to the root cause. Let's see what's going on. And, you know, honestly, I still have some more work to do, but you were still focused on preventing things getting worse, which I really, I really appreciated. I'm big on prevention. And so people listening have chronic conditions like, you know, diabetes and hypertension. And I'm trying to empower us all on, you know, how to really take our health into our own hands. So for someone who has a chronic condition, can you, I mean, you can maybe just pick a few, but particularly maybe even diabetes, how can that particular disease impact their dental health? I'm really glad you brought that up because it has been proven that your dental health does affect your general health. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you have bacteria in your mouth, breathing it, you're swallowing it. If you have any kind of gum disease, so your gums are bleeding, that bacteria has an entry into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. And it can travel around. And so those bacterial infections in your mouth travel around and land in different places. And right. so it can affect, you know, increased risk of heart attack and stroke. It affects diabetes in terms of the insulin levels, right? And so, and and vice versa, the um, the di- the diabetes affects the the dental health as well. So mm-hmm. you you have right. poor healing, right? And so you're more r- at risk for gum disease, which leads to bone loss, which leads to tooth loss. So all of these things interact, and it has been proven that medically, your mouth affects your health as well. How long did it take to figure that out? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's a secret. People go ahead and tell it. It hasn't, tell it. it hasn't been that long ago. And I mean, it's even been, mm, I'm going to say in the past 10 or 15 years before there's official research papers that actually linked your medical conditions to your oral health. Everybody knew that was probably right. a situation. But so the the health insurance is so slow to catch up. Talk about gum health because there's, okay, we know about teeth and cavities and getting fillings, but what exactly, like, why is it important to have healthy gums? 
Well, the gums support your teeth. Mm-hmm. And so you could have the most pristine teeth in the world, and they can be beautiful and not a single cavity, and you can lose every single tooth in your mouth to gum disease. Okay. Because gum disease doesn't always hurt. Mm-hmm. And so that's why years ago, I did. we didn't used to do that um, periodontal probing. So okay. when I poke around, and it's no fun, and I call out all these different numbers, that's to measure your bone levels. Because if we start to notice that your bone levels are getting lower, like you're having deeper pocketing around your teeth, that means more bacteria can get in. You're having bone loss, and then more bacteria can get in. And so there are some treatments that can be provided to help eliminate bacteria around your teeth to stop the bone loss. And so gum health is super important because that low-grade chronic inflammation starts to cause bone loss. And so a periodontist is a person who deals with gums. And so one thing that's unfortunate is people go to their dentist, and you hear this all the time, I just want a cleaning. And the dentist may say, well, you need scaling and root planing or a deep cleaning. Well, what the patient hears is they just want to charge me more. There's really a reason for this. They need to go in and really clear out um, the bacteria and the buildup that is under your gums that you can't right, get to with a toothbrush or right. a floss. So you can get calculus so that hard buildup under your gums, and there's no way you're going to remove it at home. Right. Right. And so if you go for your regular cleanings and you stay on top of that, then you can keep your gums healthy and maintain your teeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will say, you know, in my preconception episode, I did talk about how one of the things that women should do to prepare for pregnancy is get an exam, figure out what's going on, because they do know that the inflammation and poor poor gum health, dental, I want to say dental caries, y'all, that's the medical term, cavities, that that can actually put you at risk for preterm labor. Exactly. Uh, I don't think that was a big thing. I started out in residency in uh, 2002, but as my career has gone on, we do know that that's definitely something that that women should take a look at. So I, I hear you. And it's one of those things that you can look at every day and there's there's havoc. You know, there are these microscopic issues. And usually by the time your gums are bleeding and swollen, am I right? It's like you're way far gone, right? Right. And you're not, but keep in mind, you're not too far gone. Okay. There goes right. Dr. Julie. Yeah. Not yeah. Julie. And, you know, I'm glad you brought that up too, because that's what we see. Mm-hmm. And so people are embarrassed and that's right. what keeps them from going in. How did I let myself get to this point? Right. Well, at some point you have to start. It's just like weight gain. How did I let myself get here? Well, mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. you have to start. And so when you come into the dentist and I hear it all the time, like, oh, I probably have the worst mouth you've ever seen. I'm so embarrassed by uh, to be here. Well, I'm just glad you're there. And and that's just like everyone says, it's a first step. Let's get you on the, on the right track. We're not there to make you feel bad. There's all kinds of reasons why you are in the condition you're in. And our goal is just to figure out how you got there and how to help you get better. Right, right. Isn't she positive, guys? That's I a- try. My kids hate it. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mother of two sons. And she's a busy lady. Um. Lastly, this will probably be the last question, but it's it's probably a big one. How do we know, like, what things can be flags or warning signs that, hey, there's more to what's going on in our mouth and, hey, you need to pay attention or go seek medical care? Um, like, is it pain, bleeding? What are some things that our listeners should be looking out for that if they're having them right now today while they're listening to this in their car, they need to do something about it. 
there's a lot of things, you know, definitely pain. Don't let it get so bad that you, you know, it's keeping you up at night. You're sensitive to hot and cold when you're drinking. Mm -hmm. If you can, if you can stop something before it gets really big, then that's a positive. So if you're starting to get some sensitivity to hot and cold, there's lots of different reasons for it. Bleeding gums, definitely. Tooth mobility. Now, don't go in and start wiggling all your teeth because <laughs> you, you can do damage that way. But, you know, if you start to notice your, your teeth are moving, the bad breath. And it's been interesting with the pandemic. <laughs> People aren't noticing their bad breath through their mask. <laughs> A little bit more than they used to. But that is, a, that is a thing to pay attention to that. And also, if you're starting to notice you're, you're clenching and grinding your teeth, which, again, people are doing more in this pandemic time and with masks yeah. and things like that, joint problems. The, the main thing is to get in early and try to find out what's going on so you can prevent things from getting worse. Okay. So definitely starting with your, your dentist, your general dentist. Who does a six-month checkup and Definitely. and they'll get you where you... Okay, real quick. I said that was the last question. Bad breath. How do we make sure that we tackle that and we don't have that? The same <laughs> thing. Same things. You know, brush, floss, dental cleanings, use your mouthwash. You can use different, you know, gums, lozenges, those things. Be careful. Sugar right. free. You make sure you can... You can chew the gum, nothing too hard and crunchy. You know, I'm no fun. So, the so do all the good things, you know, brush philosophy, your dentist. And you did share with me about a, you like a specific toothbrush. I do. And I hate to say that because I was a big fan of regular toothbrushes, a manual toothbrush, as long as you're doing a, a good job. Because mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. to keep things simple. Yes, right, ma'am. And then for a while, we tried the Rotodent, and that's a certain one that's for certain types of things. But the Sonicare really got me um, because I would I would test different toothbrushes, mm -hmm. and I see what works best for me and what feels best in my mouth. And the Sonicare, you know, is designed to get under the gums and vibrate things out. But, you know, as opposed to other vibrating or mechanical toothbrushes, I really like that one because the, the bristles are soft, just the mechanics of it. It doesn't hurt right. your gums. So there are different options. But I do really like the Sonicare. I like it so much, I even pack it when I go camping. I never thought I would do that, but I actually do that. So, so you like the Sonicare. And if we're going to have a manual tooth, I mean, just the old-fashioned toothbrush, soft bristles, make sure you're flossing. You can still get it done. But if you got the extra coins, go ahead and invest in, in, a, in a toothbrush. What are we calling those? Are those motorized or what, what do they call Electric that? toothbrush, Thank I guess. You. Electric yeah. toothbrushes. You know, and you can get one that has all the bells and whistles and it has apps that tells you where you're brushing and where you've missed. And those right, are great. Right. But we, we have a Sonicare version. I think it's called the Easy Clean and you can probably get it online. I think it's $35. Okay. So you don't have to invest a lot. Anything that you're doing it's the it's the it's the frequency and it's the technique yes. and it's the habit. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I will say that just going through this experience has really opened my eyes. And I, I'm going to try anything that that she says because other than I mean, this can impact your health, but in all due respect, it is costly. Yes, it is costly. And as you mentioned before, dental insurance is not is not very good. And so we we have decent insurance, but I think the the minimum they cover is $1000 and you can easily invest 2000 3000 per tooth when you're trying to save it. And so 
Not only do you want to really consider doing better with your dental health care, you definitely want to just consider about your pocket. You will save yourself thousands. This is in line with what Dr. V has been saying. And, and even I, all-knowing, not, not all-knowing, just kidding. <laughs> but even, even those people who are trying to live their best life and trying to be healthy, there's always things that we can learn. So Dr. Julie, Dr. Julie Phillips, where can our listeners get in touch with you if they need a prosthodontist and uh, they want you to be their prosthodontist? How do they get in touch with you? Well, my office is in Greensboro. I'm going to say, and I hate to say this, but we do, usually we take referrals from your general dentist. So mm-hmm. keep up your appointments with your general, general dentist. Right now, we do have a waiting list uh, mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on because most of our patients need extensive care. So each patient takes a lot of time. but you can find me on juliephillipsdds.com. I am on Instagram, and I think it's Dr. Julie Phillips. I'm on Facebook. I guess that's the way you look me up, too. <laughs> I should know these things. But, you know, just even um, to get some, we don't have a lot on social media, but just mm-hmm. maybe to check the website, get some information. And my main point is to stay with your general dentist too because they're going to help you know when you need a prosthodontist and help guide you with that so get back on track if you missed it because of covid and one thing i want to say some people are not coming to their dental appointments because they're afraid yeah you have to take your mask off i see their eyes get big when it says time to take the mask off um we we are doing a lot in the office to keep you safe a lot of the dentists are doing a lot to keep you safe in the office so just you know talk to your if you if you're afraid to go back, ask your dentist what they're doing. Right. But right. your your health is important. Your dental health is important. So just make sure you're, you're safe as you do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Dr. Julie. We appreciate it. And our relationship is not over, unfortunately. I'm so good. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad I get to spend more time with you, but maybe there could be a better way. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you guys, thank you for listening. Please share this information. I know somebody else has some issues with their teeth (laughs) and maybe they don't know it. So, you know, just slip it to them. Thank you so much. Again, don't forget to follow us on Office Visits with Dr. V on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can go to our website to get all the good information that you need to improve your health. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Office Visits with Dr. V. My prayer is that something said on this podcast will get you started on a path to your optimal health and wellness. The information, including opinions and recommendations discussed in this podcast, is intended for informational and educational purposes only. Such information is not intended to be a substitute for the advice of a qualified and licensed physician or other healthcare provider. Although I'm a doctor, This does not replace the advice of your licensed physician or healthcare provider. So please, seek the advice of a qualified healthcare professional before making any changes to your healthcare regimen. And another thing, just by listening to this podcast doesn't make me your doctor. However, if you want to stay connected, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Office Visits with Dr. V. And go to my website at officevisitswithdrv.com. That's officevisitswithdrv.com. Let's follow up next time. Blessings.